If you are a teacher, parent, administrator, student, and or anyone who loves reconnecting children with nature, and you want to figure out how to cultivate learning gardens and nature-based curriculum, then this is the podcast, the Outdoor Classrooms Podcast. My name is Victoria Hackett. I am the founder of OutdoorClassrooms.com and the Secret Gardens Nature Classes. I love witnessing the magic that happens when children are playfully learning outdoors, observing the return of wonder and curiosity. Curiosity when children are interacting with nature is pure magic. This is the podcast that is going to help you capture children's interest and give you not only inspiration, but some real life strategies that are going to help you figure out how to use the outdoor space, your outdoor space, as a teaching tool so you can enlighten the playful learning experience for young children. Welcome to our Outdoor Classrooms community. Do you remember the goals you set for yourself at the start of this year? Well, fall is now here and with it comes the perfect opportunity to refocus and ensure you finish this 2023 year strong. To help you do just that, I've decided to give you access to something that's normally only available to members in our Outdoor Classroom Circle membership community. It's the free three-part training series called Ignite Wonder in Your Outdoor Classroom. In this three-part training series, I am opening up the doors to my Secret Gardens Outdoor Classroom, which I'm incredibly proud of, and it will help you learn to set up your outdoor space. It will help you explore nature-based books that inspire the design of your outdoor classroom space and the your nature-based curriculum. It will help you discover tips and tricks for teaching outdoors. We will also be meeting live for our Q&A and also be sharing lessons and exchanges. And that is on September 28th at seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. This is all free, folks. You can access these incredible pre-recorded videos of my outdoor classroom called The Secret Gardens, and you get to access this great, incredible live session, Q&A, bring your questions, and meet other like-minded educators all for free and get a peek inside. So uh, because this is usually part of my paid membership, I'm only making it available till the end of this week. So you want to sign up now. Uh, If you can't make the live session, we will send you a recording. And if you attend the live session, we will also send you a participation certificate because, yep, it is a training. So we hope you can join us. And without further ado, let's get to our topic. Hey there, we are going to be talking about schematic play in outdoor learning today, and I can't wait to dig in. So what inspired me to talk about this topic is from one of the kiddos that come to the Secret Gardens Outdoor Classroom, and he was there. He's one of the younger ones in our parent-child class, and he came and he was spending a lot of time stepping up onto a little bridge and stepping down on stepping up and stepping down, and his mom was really saying how much he was doing this a lot. 
not. He was sort of repeating behaviors. And it really got me thinking about all the different learning that's going on with that. And it was interesting. So I started to, you know, again, look at the schematic play and how this happens with babies and toddlers and young children up to the age of five and when they are involved in repeated actions and certain behaviors as they explore the world around them and try to find uh, how things work. So I really started to think, huh, how can we really look at schematic play outdoors? And it really got me thinking about this. So schematic play varies from child to child. Some children will focus on one schema and while others will focus on many, many different ones and they'll move between each of them. So how many schemas are there? So when I went to go look, there's about eight, at least that there's eight that we're going to be talking about today, which is a lot. And it's so fascinating and interesting to me to really look at each of these and explain to parents that, you know, actually what your children are doing are thinking and they're using their cognitive development and that are inside. And so let's talk a little bit about what they are. So we've got number one is connection. Connecting. Two is orientation. Three is transporting. Four is trajectory. Five is positioning. Six is enveloping. Seven is enclosing. And eight is rotation. So what I want to do now is I want to talk about each one of these, but I also want to think about how they can be uh, incorporated and used or what we can do as educators and parents to nurture these schemas in the play outdoors. So the first one we're going to look at is connecting. With connecting, this is when children, I had actually a child doing this the other day, and it's it was interesting. I, I He was taking all the markers out. We were in our little forest area, and we this is where at the end of the class, the kids start to journal. And they journal about what they experienced that day or anything they want, basically. And I have the markers out. And the markers were the, you know, the kind that you, the Crayola that you could you know, connect them if you really wanted to. And after we were done, that's what he started doing. He started connecting all the markers. And it comes to terms that that's, that's a thing. <laughs> you know, that, that children really want to connect. I have a son who's now an engineer, and, or studying to be an engineer, I should say. It's seeing him in college is like revisiting his experience in as a young child because he loved Legos, anything to do with Legos, anything that was building and guess what type of engineer he's wanting to be, a mechanical engineer, which is, has to do with building. So we really want to try to enhance these experiences in our, or offer different invitations for learning in our outdoor classrooms that can help children connect. That's one. Do we want to bring the Legos out? Do we want to, what other things can they connect in nature outdoors? The next one is orientation. So the orientation schema is all about how objects look from different angles and perspectives. So when you sort of take this outside, it's interesting because we can look at nature from all different perspectives. We can look up, we can look down, we can look in all different areas. So children who are developing this schema will enjoy moving their bodies in different positions. So I think of yoga outdoors and creating different animal positions that they can play with 
creating different shadows. Children can really observe objects from different viewpoints. So even getting into those different yoga positions and trying to look up at the sky, looking, sitting below a tree and looking up, there's so much you can do with this in terms of orientation, really inviting children to look at the world from a different perspective. And then also pretending to be different animals and seeing what the world might be like being a bunny, being a very small bunny and looking at the world through the grass. So that's another one. So that's number two. Number three is transporting. This will often drive educators and maybe parents crazy because sometimes the transporting is transporting sand from one point to the next point and maybe dropping half of it on the way. But this transporting schema is defined as an interest in themselves around the transportation of objects. So there was one program I was working with that the kids uh, love transporting the sand in buckets and they were transporting it over to the mud kitchen. And it finally dawned on them that they should maybe put the mud kitchen inside this huge sandbox that they had. I always think of that one when I think of transporting and what a brilliant idea that that was because yes, they were transporting the sand, but they were they were able to do that within the confines of the huge sandbox that they had. Again, we think about Once babies are mobile and children begin to move objects, they themselves can move themselves from one place to another. So we can not just think of this for older children, but we're also thinking about this for young children as well. And when children get even bigger and they are transporting themselves on bikes and trikes and and whatnot, all sorts of things like that. And the next one is trajectory. And trajectory is one of the earliest schemas observed in babies. They are fascinated with how they and objects move. Children will often throw objects or food from their high chair. <laughs> yep, they want to see how it's moving and uh, and they climb and jump. And I, it, I was catching myself watching these YouTube videos of siblings, I don't know if you've probably seen this, siblings helping each other out of the crib. And they really you know, we're really sort of seeing how things move, but how do balls move? How to climb and jump, jump in a puddle? How does the water move from the puddle? So exploring, this is a wonderful way to bring in the trajectory into your outdoor classroom because you can have your whole water wall and water station and seeing how water moves is just mesmerizing for children. So we created this huge water table. I wouldn't even call it a water table. It was sort of a water feature where kids could put water through a funnel and it would go through the pipe and it would go out the other end and the kids just over and over and over would do this and see how fast it would go, how slow it would go. So that is trajectory. The next one is positioning. So positioning is organizing things into a specific order. And that's what this schema of position is all about. So maybe your child will sort the different things that they found in nature, which is a 
wonderful activity. They might, you might go on a nature hike and you might have a little brown bag that they're collecting things. And then once they find all the things from the nature hike and they take it out, they might want to sort them. Recording this in October and I'm anticipating Halloween coming and I know all those wonderful days of children sorting candy. So again, we, it's, it's that scheme of the child laying out the foundation of the future mathematical and spatial skills. So we can do that with natural materials and kids will love that in positioning. The next one is enveloping. And enveloping is highly evident schema involving children covering themselves or objects. This might be uh, look like wrapping toys in paper. It might be laying fabric fabric on top of dolls. It might be playing peekaboo with silks. It might be getting a whole bunch of boxes and hiding inside. So enveloping. There are lots of different things to do with that. Kids love to use boxes for many, many different things. And and this is a great uh, possibility in terms of creating houses. There's a, there's a wonderful book out there called the, I think it's the Box City. And it's fantastic. This young boy created a whole city out of boxes. It's that concept. And this is actually a schema of enveloping. So it's so neat to put theories and content next to behavior and really, really understanding it. I think it's very helpful for educators. I think it's very helpful for educators to explain to parents. It's great for parents just to find out on their own. So here we are. Uh, Enclosing is another one. So a child will form an enclosure either around themselves, such as a building or a fence or a boundary around their play area, or they may enclose items in boxes or other containers. So that's when we are enveloping is when we're covering it. And when we are enclosing it is when we are using the schema where children are showing an interest in ordering and in organizing things and spaces that we're enclosing them maybe in a box. So our final one is rotation. Rotation is when children twirl around and roll down a hill and they just wind their hair up in a pencil. Uh, They might go on a swing, but this rotation going around in a circle is actually quite good for them. It's anything that's circular, that's going around and around, twirl and twirl and twirl as much as you can. So how can we incorporate all of this into our outdoor classroom. So really looking at all of these schemas, we've got rotation, we've got enclosing, we've got enveloping, positioning, trajectory, transporting, orientation, connecting, all of these schemas we can really take. And the first thing is to really kind of observe children and see which schema they might be in necessarily. And then if they're in a particular schema, then that's when we want to maybe highlight or facilitate or, uh, for example, transporting. So if kids are really enjoying that idea of transporting, you may want to, as an educator or a parent, bring up a lot of buckets or, or shovels or something that they can actually transport with. So we become the folks that 
facilitate. Uh, we want to observe for first and then facilitate. If they are doing the enveloping or or um, enclosing, maybe we want to bring boxes to class and see what they do with them. My question to close today is, what schemas are your little ones or your just your little one interested in these days? I would love to learn what schemas your little ones are enjoying and share them in the comments. Talk to you soon. Did you enjoy today's episode? Do you know anybody else who is interested in starting and learning more about outdoor classrooms and teaching outdoors? Please share this episode with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And join me on Instagram and also Facebook. And you can find me. If you have any questions about the free offer, you can email me at victoria at outdoor-classroomswithaness.com. And for more information, about the free offer, you can go to www.outdoor-classrooms.com. Again, if you are interested in sharing your outdoor classroom story, this is a platform for you. Please contact me and get on the list for a meet and greet and we will get you on live. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.